power of the Spirit and the power of the Gospel. And I am certain that God has chosen to use our music here in a very special way. And it's been, it's been a real privilege to um, be ministered to by our worship team over the years. And not only has God gifted our music team with great abilities and gifts, but He's also chosen by His grace to use our music team for the glory of Christ in a number of different ways. And one of those ways is, uh, most recent ways, is that He has allowed our church to put out our first ever CD, and, which is called um, Grace Fellowship Music All Is Well. And one of the gifts that we want to give all of you tonight on the way out for Christmas is a CD. And so uh, when you are leaving here tonight, if you would be sure to get one of those, we will have people handing those out to you. And we would love for you to take one or two. And um, let it be a great part of your Christmas this season. And I will just say that the Sunday that we got those, Elena, my wife and I, and our kids decided to drive down to Prattville just so we could listen to the CD on the way down and on the way back, and it was a great treat and blessing, and we believe that it will be that for you. So we hope that you will get that. It is uh, a real gift from the Lord for our church, and I believe that he's going to use it um, now and in the future. And we're going to be in Luke chapter 2 tonight for a very brief message, and one thing that I want to do is just open us in prayer. And one thing that I believe that is very clear in the Bible is that salvation is a work of the Lord and a work of the Lord alone. I also believe that God loves by His Holy Spirit to use the gospel to bring about that salvation. He loves it. And the Holy Spirit loves to take the gospel and put it in our hearts and then bring glory to Christ. And so I just want to pray for a moment that the Holy Spirit would be very pleased to do that. To use the gospel. To use the news about Christ to stir our hearts, to move in us, and that that would further then move in our, in our families and in our churches, because I know there are many churches here represented, and then that it would move in our community in a powerful way. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you that you have chosen by your grace to allow your spirit to freely move within us and amongst us tonight. We thank you for the music that gives praise to your name that proclaims you as king, that exalts you as Lord and declares you as our one and only Savior. Father, I ask that your spirit now would be pleased to use your word and that by your word that your spirit would preach to us the gospel in our hearts and that our hearts would not remain the same. And we pray all this in the strong name of Christ. Amen. I'm going to be in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. This is part of the Christmas story that we are very familiar with. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with 
with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. This is what I want to do tonight. I want to take this statement that is on the screen in front of you right behind me. The statement that says the gospel has come into an undeserving world. And what I want to do is take that statement and then divide it into three segments that we will walk through tonight that I believe Luke chapter 2 walks us through in telling us the account of Jesus' birth. And so I want us to look at this term, the gospel. And we, we hear the word gospel a lot, and when we hear that or when we say that, what, do we, what are we saying? What do we mean? We have gospel music. We have some that call themselves gospel churches. We often speak of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But what do we mean? Now, many of you will know or be reminded that gospel simply means good news, which is what the angel here uh, mentioned to the shepherds. And it's what the angel wanted the shepherds to understand when the glory of God was presented in front of them that could do nothing but terrify them. The angel wanted the shepherds to see that he had good news, that he was bringing a report of good news. And news is a good way to describe what is happening with the gospel because this is the intended meaning. Because what the gospel is is a report or an announcement of an event. And the shepherds, or as, in, as Matthew tells us in his gospel account, what the shepherds and the wise men were doing was that they were going to witness this event that they had just heard about, or they perhaps maybe even a part of them was going to verify this event that they had just heard about. And the reason that I want to mention that the gospel is a report or that the gospel is an announcement or a declaration is because I want to make a di- distinction between a report and advice or a report and opinion. And I want us to see that what we are seeing in Luke chapter 2, a good thing for us to understand here is that the angel came as a reporter in a sense. And so what is a reporter's job? Think about that for a moment. What is a reporter's job? A reporter's job is to report news. And this is to distinguish from an advice columnist or someone who writes an opinion column. And though some don't hold to this hard and fast rule, a reporter exists simply to give us the news, to report to us what has happened or what is happening. So an angel did not come to tell the shepherds, I'm here to bring you good news. Here's how to be a better shepherd. Or the angel did not come to earth and then tell the shepherd, fear not, behold, I'm here to tell you how to live a better life. The angel came to report news. The angel came to tell us 
that something had happened. Literally, what this angel is saying is, fear not, behold, I report the gospel. Fear not, behold, I report the gospel. And this declaration, this report is that a child has been born. So this is a declaration of a person that has come. So as we celebrate Christmas, we announce not good advice. We announce not a, an opinion that we may have, but we announce good news of our Savior. We announce good news of Christ the Lord, the one who has come. So it's not just a report of a person, but a report of Jesus. And a report that Jesus has come here. And so the gospel, the first thing, has come into. The gospel has come into. Now if I turn on the radio and I hear on the radio that gas is 99 cents a gallon in Brazil, then I may, it may sound interesting. I may think of someone that perhaps I know of in Brazil. Or I may think that while Brazilians really have a good deal on gas right now, but it does not affect me a whole lot. However, if I turn on our local radio station, and our local radio station tells me that the Shell gas station across from Associated Foods has gas for sale for 99 cents a gallon, then it's not just interesting to me. I'm going to go and I'm going to get in my vehicle and I'm going to drive immediately to the Shell gas station right across from Associated Foods, and probably on my way I'm going to call Elena, my wife, and I'm going to tell her to get in the van and come to Shell Gas Station and grab some gas cans while she's at it. And here's why that is, because that good news is not just in a random place that doesn't affect me, the local radio station tells me that. It means that that good news has come here, has come into my world. And this is what the angel is telling the shepherds, that the gospel, the good news has come here, where they are. And as we read this, we can know that this transcends to our time, that it means the good news has come here, where we are. This affects us. This affects our world. Jesus enters our world. This is to say that He has not remained separated from you and me. This is to say that Jesus Christ the Lord is not this distant God that is unwilling to come into our world. The Gospel has come here. And the truth is the Gospel has come here to a very undeserving world. And it has come to a very undeserving people. And so if you follow the screen in front of you, the Gospel has come into an undeserving world. And so Jesus has come into a world to save undeserving sinners. At a job that I had a number of years ago, our company had a very good quarter. And in fact, it was such a good quarter on the books that the CEO of the company decided he was going to come and make a visit to our small particular office to congratulate 
the people that were a part of it and to also show his appreciation. Now what that meant was is that we had to get ready for this CEO of the company to come. And so there were all kind of orders for us to do and get things prepared and to make sure that he was going to have a good time while he was in our city and to make sure that when he walked into our office, he was going to see a well-oiled machine. So we were supposed to say, this isn't just one quarter that you saw. This is who we are. And so when he came, he came and we not only were, not only did we deserve him coming because of our quarter, we were prepared for his coming when he came. But the Bible tells us that the creator of all things came to save not the righteous, not the well, but he came to save the sick, the hurting, and the sinners. He came to, to save those that were not deserving of his presence and his salvation. But he came would sit and sleep. And so he came to a feeding trough. And so in other words, not only did he come to a world that was undeserving, he came to a world that was not prepared. He had no bed. He had no home. And it remained that way for his life. He came to a world that was not deserving, and he also came to a world that was not prepared. But here's the gospel, the good news. He came anyway. He came anyway, and God in Christ came for you. And He was willing to come to an undeserving people and an unprepared people that were not ready for Him, that did not welcome Him, but He came because He wanted you. So I just ask, as we celebrate Christmas, what does this news, this report, I'm not giving you advice, and I'm not giving you an opinion, but I'm giving you a report of something that has happened. What does this news mean for you? Has the gospel come into your world? Or when you hear about this story, do you just hear about a story that happened in another world? That may have happened in other people. So has the gospel come into your world? If you welcome Jesus into your world, He will heal the sick. He will give sight to the blind. And He will raise the dead. And here's why we can know this. Because regard you for this report, this announcement, this thing that has happened. And God, we pray, Lord, that this would be good news in our heart. That it would make our hearts so very glad that it would do a great work in our hearts. And Father, we thank You that by Your grace, You have chosen to delight in the message of the Gospel, to delight so much in the message of the Gospel that when we hear this report, You use it to save sinners. And so we pray that You would continue that work that You would continue it in our own hearts, that You would continue to provide us and remind us and fill us with the Gospel by the power of Your Spirit. And we pray that You would continue to bring lost sinners who have 
never heard the gospel or, or have never embraced the gospel, that you would continue to do that according to your providence. And God, this Christmas season, may we delight in this news, this very good news, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.